Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are Blended Life. (laughs) <laughs> and welcome <laughs> again again <laughs> all right tonight's topics are um we're gonna talk about what happens when your spouse calls you by their ex's name Ooh. <laughs> in and out of the bedroom uh, yeah <laughs> that could get a little crazy um and then like what do you do when you and your spouse are not in the same place mentally or emotionally we have a viewer listener question right regarding that we're going to talk about financial expectations when it comes to your stepkids okay um and then what do you do if you aren't married yet but your child doesn't like your fiance do you go through with it oh and what do you do if your child threatens to move out if you do marry do you choose your fiance or do you choose your child okay yeah um and then we're going to talk about it's an interesting something that came up facetiming your kids when they're not with you is it a good idea or an invasion of privacy interesting i know so we we have some gratitude stuff if we get that it's like way (laughs) gratitude's way down on the list we got a list going tonight (laughs) all right well cool Um, let's start it off then yeah so first topic what's in a name so we had someone actually write in on our blended life support group on facebook if you're not in it join it it's a safe space um and somebody had written in just saying how frustrated they were that their spouse called them mistaken their name for their exes or their ex's name for theirs you know they they were referring to her but got called the wrong name. Yeah. And usually it happens when there's an argument. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder why. Usually this, right. But it's annoying and it strikes a nerve. And so then we went on, you know, in our book, our Facebook group, and uh, we're all thinking this. And then finally someone said it, and then I said it right afterwards, of course. Like, well, at least it wasn't in the bedroom. <laughs> well, that's what that was going to be my next question. Like, uh, when did this happen? But you Where? know, in blended families, you know, in remarriages anyway, this has happened to somebody. Yeah. During sex, <laughs> you they, call out the wrong you, name. If this is you, comment oh. and let us know because I would love to hear that story. We'll have you call in and explain it. <laughs> or not. <laughs> Could you imagine? I couldn't imagine. Watch, I'd... one of us is going to do that now that we're bringing this up. Oh, my gosh. I know. Well, anyway, let's let's tackle both because I think one's... Okay. <laughs> but, okay, so... Which one will we work on now? Which one will we work on later? Uh, well, <laughs> let's work on the just, you know, I somebody else wrote in, too. They're, they're early on in their marriage, they're spouse introduced them yeah hi this is my wife wrong name oh ouch yeah someone wrote in and had that experience i could see that being like yeah and then you have people looking at you you have your your husband or your wife who's super embarrassed well, that the, they did that they you have yourself you know who's funny? like mortified you know what's funny like a quick little story is you not the same thing but you kind of had the same Issue happened the other night at a meeting. I totally, well, and I wrote this, yes, I wrote this same thing. So we have a family business um, and my stepfather. Who's her, her 
father. He's been her father since she was two years old. He's yeah. your dad. Yeah. So he introduced me to, we're in this really important meeting um, for one of our contracts that our business has. And we're in a board meeting, right, with people who are going to decide our, the life of our contract. And, uh, you know, he's introducing, you know, all of the staff that came from our company. And he gets to me and he goes, and this is Julie, and then says my um, my old last name when I was married to my children's father. And it <laughs> took him a minute because he, he stopped, and then he's, he's like, a, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, this is Julie, and then gave my new last name. And part of me was like, I'm sitting there rolling. Like, nobody would have known. Yeah, you're just like, run with it. Just, run with just, it at yeah. this point. Don't it's correct more, it at that Yeah, point. don't correct it. But, you know... <laughs> It's like, but I equate it to two. Like, you know, when you're mad and you're calling out kids' names, every kid's name comes out but the child you're mad at. I do it to the dogs every day. Like, multiple times to the dogs. And then I have to apologize to the other dog. Yeah. (laughs) And so so I think most of it, I think this is one of those things you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Because if you've been married before and done life with another person before, and done a lot of life with another person before. Yeah. They're they're burned into your brain. I don't know how I, that sounds. Well, we all still, wish it wasn't but that way. But you're still way. dealing with them all the time, too. You're still having daily or, you know, oh, weekly so, issues. <laughs> someone just... <laughs> um, Jessica on our <laughs> Instagram yeah. feed right now, she said, um, basically... A friend that married them called her by my husband's ex in rehearsal. Oh wow, <laughs> man! She's a multitasker. She's she's uh, messaging us on on YouTube too. Oh really? <laughs> hey, thanks. Um. <laughs> anyway, that's funny. Well, you know. Hey, real quick though. Speaking of YouTube, if you guys are watching live right now and you haven't subscribed, subscribe real quick, and you'll have a. There's something fun that I have set up for new subscribers. I don't even know. Live. This is. I know. That's It'll awesome. be interesting. You'll get to see it. I'll so. get to see it. Um, so, yeah, I think this is something that is definitely, you can't, you can't, you have to have grace both ways. Like, it's going to sting if you do this to your spouse. Expect them to be annoyed. Like, it's, it's ew, it's gross, right? Nobody loves that. It does. It's like a little poke in their side. Like, it, it's not, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, oh, well, this is funny. So this is interesting if you're reading our YouTube comments right now. So my first ex-husband, <laughs> ex-husband number one, his wife, Jessica, is her and I are actually friends and love her. And she actually really supports us and listens in. And she just wrote she in said, that she got I called Julie <laughs> twice. She's been wow. at least twice. Yeah. That's awesome. It, it, in what context? <laughs> oh, I don't want to know. Like, don't ever tell me that. But um, it all happens. Um, yeah. It's, it's hard. It's embarrassing. And if you're doing that, you feel like an asshole, right? Yeah. You know what? And the other thing is too, how is, how, you know, it's, it's not the same situation, but have you ever screenshotted like a conversation you're having with someone and sent it back to the same person that you, yes, I've done this to my ex. That's what I I'm have saying. been that's in that heated happens. arguments to my ex, right. and I'm like, I cannot believe the shit that's and you're being trying to said. send it to me or so something. I'm screenshotting. I'm feverishly trying to send to you, and yeah. I send it back to him. Yep. And he's actually called me out, and he's been like, you know, you could just send this to the right person. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it's so you know, it's, I've I've been guilty of it too. Like, yeah, in the heat of like argument, and you're like, yeah, I cannot believe this is happening. I know this has happened to at least. Most of you, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. yeah, but when you're angry, you know, it's, there's a lot of anger usually with exes um, and co-parenting. So it's, I think it's normal for that name to pop into your head. It's like we all have PTSD from past relationships and it's just like flashbacks. Jessica, and- Jessica says, once after I love you and once after, uh, during an argument. <laughs> yeah, well. He loved, uh, hated me, yeah. <laughs> hated me more. He left. Um, anyway, uh, um, <laughs> sorry. 
See, you just never can escape it, you guys. Right. Um, but I think that it's interesting too because this is this is something that we, with the name thing, like I get it stings. I get it, you need to let it roll off your shoulders. I mean, listen, if it is happening daily, probably not okay. Yeah, then there's something up. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. If it's happening daily, if it's happening like twice a year extend some grace and know that you might do it too. We're all very quick to get pissed off about things that happen to us. And so often we're guilty of doing that exact same thing later on that we just got mad at someone for. Um, but if it's every day, it's a problem. If it's twice a year, I'd let it just kind of roll off your back. I'm taking a mental note right now what episode this is <laughs> so I can play it back when something like this happens. I've been good. I don't think I've ever done that. Right. Yeah. This is why However, you don't say names during sex. Oh my god. During gosh. sex, you say no names. You just like Or either that or just yell your own name. <laughs> I mean, real men yell their own name, right? Oh no? my gosh. Someone writes in on Instagram, lucky for my boyfriend, his ex wife and I have the same name. Oh, now gosh. there's a tip. Only date people who share the name of your ex and it's never an issue. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I've Dang only it. met like one person with the same name as my ex and she was like 40 years older than me. <laughs> so <laughs> that wouldn't have worked. No, but, um, yeah. So, but what, cause we all, so then, so then the, the, you know, we're all saying like, you're not alone. This happens. Like, just let it roll off your back. Don't make it too big of a deal Yeah. when she brought it up. And at least it's in the time of anger. Right. He's not like, oh, this, I love you. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> and says voice. the wrong name. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because everyone was like sitting there like the next natural question is, what would you do if your spouse called out a different name during yeah. sex? <laughs> yeah, no, I would not. Yeah, there I it mean, goes. We're done. <laughs> well, for sure. But then, like, is that something you can get over easy? You I get mean, over things really I easy. I do. I, yeah, but I take things kind of with a grain of salt. Like, I know how easy it is to screw up. And, I mean, yeah, I mean to say another name, I mean, <laughs> I've been called your ex's name so many times by everyone but you. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of like. I know the it's, difference. It's my middle name now. <laughs> I mean, not really, but. You know what I mean? It, it's it's an honest mistake, you know? Yeah. People it, usually aren't ill-intentioned. And if they are, you're either for, married to the wrong person or yeah. surrounded by the wrong people, get new friends. Um, but, yeah, I think that oh, I don't even know. Like, during sex, I, I don't know. we all sitting there like, we don't know. Everyone's like, I'd castrate him. What about when you're sleeping and, like, say it's like they're dreaming next to you and that name comes out of their mouth? Do they moan afterwards? Or are they like yelling? Yeah, I don't it know. really depends where, like, know. you know, how you get past that. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously, I think that people try not to talk about things. I think this is something that you would have to, like, this happened. Let's talk about it so it's not a thing, like the white elephant in the room. Like, everyone just wants to, like, something really awkward or embarrassing or awful happens, and we're just not going to address it. And I think that that makes it linger longer than if you're just like, hey, you know that's not cool. Like if I saw something I didn't love that you were doing, I'd be like, I'm not really cool with that. Or yeah. that really bothered me. Or just so you know, you do that again, I'm chopping your dick off. Wow. Well not we're, really. we're gonna bleep that one for you. Cause <laughs> <laughs> that's but somebody's name you're saying in vain. That is. That's my grandfather yeah, my grandfather's name. Mm. I never so, met him. But anyway, I just think that no matter what, you have to address it and kind of like squash the awkwardness. And I mean, because the next you know, time you're going to be sitting there waiting for it, right? The next time you're in bed and you crawl in, you're like getting <laughs> oh it on. Gosh. You're like, please don't say her name. Oh, please yeah. don't say her this name. This is where the gag Remember and ball my name? got invented. Gag and ball. That's what it's for. <laughs> Chris, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I always have to embarrass my buddy Chris some way or another. Chris likes the gag and ball, huh? Is that <laughs> Poor it? Poor Chris. He's Poor shaking Chris. his head. He's going, what, a, what am I doing? How am I friends with these guys? This is oh. literally my best friend who gets embarrassed by me at least once on an outing. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so the, the name thing. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people? No. You know what? Again, just going back to it, just 
circle the drain. If it's ill-intentioned, that's one thing. Reconsider. If it's not, if it's an honest mistake, like, we all make mistakes, you know? Extend some grace. Especially to in-laws, too. Oh. Old people forget everything. Yeah, how old's your dad now? 90,000 years old. No, he's not. He's. I'm not sed- saying his age oh. on air. You're not? No. It's a man. He won't care. I don't know. Whatever. He's old enough to and busy <laughs> enough. He's one of the hardest working men I know. And yeah. he is long past retirement age and loves to work. And yeah, I hope I go that strong when I'm that age. Yeah, same. But anyway, I think that's a good idea to just take it with a grain of salt and know that you're in good company. You're not alone. And yes, it stings. And if your spouse is mad at you for doing it, let them have time to get over it. Like it's you can't expect them to be like. You say they're, you say the wrong name and then you're like, get over it or like move on like nothing happened because that is not extending any sort of grace to your spouse who's like mortified right now and upset. Yeah. So. What do you do when you and your spouse are not in the same place at the same time mentally and emotionally? We have a listener ask for advice about this very thing when it comes to getting married. so i'm gonna i'm just gonna read it just so i'm saying everything correctly so this listener writes in and says good morning you guys are so awesome why thank you thanks my fiance found you guys and now we look to you all for guidance oh jeez, don't do that no i'm just kidding well i mean really like obviously we're not professionals but we've lived a lot of life and we are just hoping that hoping Hoping. Hoping and good advice givers. (laughs) Yeah, we're just hoping that we can start conversations that you finish in your own home and you come to resolutions that work best for you because what works for us may not work for you. But I know that a lot of things aren't talked about and a lot of different perspectives can be considered to get to a good place. So that is our hope. And it's never too late to start. Like any of this, any of that we talk about... Like there's things that we talk about and it's like, ooh, we better start that. Yeah. Like daily. And life always changes. People change different stages of life. Like it just, it's never ending. So I'll continue. But she says, but there is one thing we just can't see eye to eye on and I need help. We have been having some issues the past few months with blending our family. A little backstory. I have been a single mom for nine years with my nine-year-old and six-year-old girls They have never had a father in their lives, so all three of us girls are adjusting to having a dad in the house. I have been having more trouble adjusting, however, and I was ready to throw in the towel not too long ago until he found you guys. We started listening to you all and discussing different topics. I believe it's good. It's going good so far, and I decided I can't give up that easy. We had a date planned for our wedding before most of our issues started. However, I'm in one, however, I told him in one of our conversations that I would like to put the wedding off for a few months so that our conversation, so that we can spend this time focusing on fixing our relationship so we are both happy and sure. He keeps telling me that he is sure, and this is all because I want to change the wedding, and he is perfectly fine with what we had planned. And it doesn't matter how he feels because I'm going to say this is what it is and I want it and that's it. He makes, <laughs> I'm like, this is all conversations in every marriage. Right. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> he makes me feel bad saying all of this and doesn't pay attention to how I feel about it at all. I've never been married. This will be my first marriage ever, but it will be his third I try to assure him that I do care about his feelings and, sorry, even told him that if we were in a good place that we can go ahead and elope and have a simple wedding before, first before a big wedding, but he does not want to do that either. After I told him that I want to push it back, we saw episode one where one of you said to hold off on the wedding if we need to. I guess, or one of the episodes she saw where we had said to hold off on the wedding if you need to. Yeah. 
I tried using that as an example, but he is not budging. He is not happy with my decision, and I just don't know what to do now. Can you give me any advice? Well, first off, good for you for just slowing things down if you guys aren't 100% ready, you know, one or the other. It doesn't matter who. If you guys, if one of you is not 100% ready, like, that's awesome. And I think all of us married people can attest to that. Like, have those conversations first, you know? Yeah, because what happens if you marry someone you're not ready to marry? I've done that. Um, this happened in my second marriage, actually. I'll just go ahead and speak from experience. Um, I wasn't ready to get married my second time because I hadn't fully healed from how my first marriage ended. And a lot of me really felt like it wasn't a good fit. So I, but I was so broken and heartbroken and like I needed love. Like that's my greatest wound in life. I go to therapy just to find out my greatest wound is love and what will heal my wound is love. So it's kind of this weird ironic circle. So I jumped into something before I was ready and knew I knew better because I knew it wasn't a good fit. But I was enamored. I was getting, I had someone who wanted to marry me, even though I had been divorced. And I just thought that nobody would ever want, like I was a walking, you know, girl with a red letter A on her shirt at that point. And I was just feeling really down, you know. Anyway, so for a lot of reasons that weren't solid. We got married and you know how that ended, right? So if you're not ready and I don't really care what the reasons are, big, small, if you have like a gut feeling or you're having like something like this isn't right because you aren't in the same place, you certainly shouldn't shouldn't walk down the aisle being in different places. You know, he's super ready to do this and you're like, this isn't right yet or we have work to do. Um, it's a very immature thing and it's a very weird thing that somebody would want you to get married before you were ready to get married. Um, I don't quite understand that. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's an emotional thing or I want to say insecurity thing, but it's not an insecurity thing. It's, it's kind of being insecure, but it's not like if if I don't do this now, it's never going to happen type of thing. It's like, it's feeling rushed. Like, we've got to do this. Um, But you know what? To the listener or the listeners about this, like, good for both of them. Like, one's finding a solution. One's entertaining the solution. And they're trying to figure something out, you know. And that's my advice, you know, to where when you're not on the same place uh, or not in the same place mentally or emotionally with your spouse or, in this case, your fiancé, communication communication is key like talk to your spouse or talk to your partner let them know like hey i'm not feeling comfortable with this i'm not you know something's going on like literally 10 minutes before we started this podcast julie and i had a conversation that was literally just how we felt about something you know and we both kind of stated our case it kind of meant you know we both had feelings about it but they kind of weren't feelings that were make or break type stuff, but it's like, let's get this out. Let's talk about this. Let's see where we're both at. And then look at us here now, (laughs) you know, but good for you guys for at least talking about it, you know, getting it out there and trying to find a common ground or a common solution to fix a problem or get yourselves both on the same page. Now, if you can do that for the rest of your marriage or people like us who are already married, you know, there's, there's no backing out of this. I mean, Some people might, but in our household, like, there's no backing out. Like, this is it. We need to work through this. Otherwise, this is going to suck. Yeah, and I think that we need to address, too, how it must feel if you're engaged and you have a wedding date, and then your fiancé says, I'm not ready. Hold up. You know, that's a really alarming and scary thing for the person who is ready. Um, So I just want to acknowledge the man... The fian- the man, fiance, the fiance, the fiance, the fiance, the fiance. Dude, that's literally why Chris watches this podcast. He said because you make up words. <laughs> anyway, but I I feel like we need to acknowledge him too. Like I can understand he might be a little panicked or a little taken back or caught off guard. 
And that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to like think you're walking down a path and you are on the same page and then somebody you love and care about all of a sudden blindsides you and says, hey, wait a minute, I'm not there or I have some red flags. And you kind of are like wanting to hold on even tighter at that point because you're so afraid of losing it. Like, I think when you get engaged, you have this, it comes with this sort of security blanket. Like, even though you haven't actually sealed the deal, you've sealed the deal. You know what I mean? Like an engagement ring, a wedding date, this is happening. You put your faith in it. You put your trust in it. And when your faith is rocked or you feel like it's, not as secure as you thought, it kind of rocks your world, especially with someone you love. So I totally understand why he's freaking out a little bit. I would be too. I would feel the same way he's feeling. However, if you have any sort of red flags, right, and you've never been married before, so you are one of the lucky ones who gets to maybe get married once, That's a beautiful thing, and I would hate for, you know, anything to ever, it's a really hard thing. It was a really hard thing when, you know, I thought I was going to get married once, forever, and when that. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) Truly, because I was a product of divorce, so I wasn't going to do that, right? I was a product of divorce. I was a product of a bad, bad, bad custody arrangement and fighting, and I just wasn't going to do that. So when that is taken away from you and you realize that you're never going to be able to be married once, it really messes with you. And now you're like, now I'm part of the statistic. Now, how am I going to tell my family, my friends? How do I, you know, for a long time, you carry that around with you, or at least I did. Yeah. Yeah, Where you're like, man, I, I never wanted to be that person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if you can, so you who's never been married before take it as seriously as a heart attack because it is right and it's kind of like when you've been married before not to never mind I'm just gonna get in trouble (laughs) for saying it so I'm just stopping you know what hey but from her fiance's point of view too like I can understand the rush or um maybe being like insecure like this might not happen but also like we just kind of talked about the um not shame. Gosh, I'm, I'm real bad with words tonight. Maybe you can make one up for me. But like just the the feeling of like, we're going to postpone this. You know, maybe we've already had some plans made. People know this is coming. How am I going to explain that we're postponing oh, this? Oh, and you, because know, the reality is people are going to talk. Like yeah. why? Everybody's going to want to know why. But you know what? Behind closed doors, like maybe it's not even the real reason. Come up with something fun. You know, like some reason like to tell everyone just to get them to shut up quickly. Why not, right? Do something fun together like that. But also, you know, the insecurity like that if she's not ready and you show up on this date that you guys already have set, in the back of your mind, you could be thinking like, is she actually going to show up? And And hopefully you care. Hopefully you're not showing up like I could give a shit if she's ready or not. We're doing this. (laughs) Like, hopefully you're not that person. Right. Because that's a like. But even if you are, you know what? The day that that day is set for or that you guys set a new day on that day, come in there with all the confidence in the world. Make sure you guys have worked everything out and come in there and be like, you know what? I know she's going to be here. And that's what you want, right? That's like, exactly why what you would want. you because, not want to have a day you want, that you're both like just ready, committed, excited? Because from there no on questions. out, you guys need to be able to have that feeling every single day of your life. You need to know that she's going to show up for you every single day of your life and vice versa. You Mm -hmm. need to show up for her every single day of your life. Even if you just have had the worst day experience, anything with them, you always need to be able to show up. And that's sometimes it's harder, you know, and sometimes it's easier. Well, and you do not want to start your marriage off on different feet. You do not want the beginning of your marriage together to begin with one person ahead of the other. Like, that just sets the tone up for the rest of the marriage. Um, And so, and things stick in the back of your head. Like, even if you, like, I'm going to swallow sand, and I love him, and I'm just going to take that leap of faith, you know, it'll always be in the back of your head whenever any argument comes up or any real fight or any, like, there will be times in your marriage where you're like, what the hell was I thinking? 
Everyone has that. There's going to be times you're like, it is just easier to go live on an island by myself. Okay. And what's really bad about having those thoughts and then doing like getting married when you're not ready is that sticks back there forever where you're like, I knew I shouldn't have. And you're like, I really knew. And I didn't listen. Yeah. It's always there. It's just there. And you don't want that. You don't want your spouse to be always like have that in the back of his head. So I just, you need to work it out before you get married. I don't really think there's a compromise on that. Like you really just have to. Yeah. I really want a new subscriber tonight because I have something so fun. I keep waiting. It was that not like <laughs> you guys what's are watching happening? this live right now. Go Call subscribe someone. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please. No, the, most of these people, I guess, are already. I mean, everyone that's talking right now is already subscribed. Call someone who you know is not subscribed. <laughs> Another blended family. Say hey, <laughs> go look up blended life and subscribe. I want to see what happens because. Yeah, I'm gonna say hi to Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Um. Hi, Brooke. I said it twice. We love Brooke. Um, okay, so moving on. I think we, we answered that pretty good. Yeah. Um, what are financial expectations for kids that aren't biologically yours? Um, and this actually How came, to skin a cat. Yeah. This came from an Instagram. I'm not going to call out names just in case. I don't want to embarrass anyone or call out anyone. But, you know, um, there's a, a stepmom who got a phone call from her stepdaughter okay. and said... You need to pay for something because my mom says she can't afford it. Oh, okay then. So that just open up opens up like, well, what is the financial financial responsibility, especially if you're not married? Right. If you're not married and your boyfriend, girlfriend, or your fiancéd, um, and you have kids in the picture, you know, what is the expectation? Now, I think it's different for everyone, Right. And I think these are the conversations you need to have and work out with your spouse. Yeah. Um, because every situation is going to look very different. Maybe there's a stepmom out there who's got a billion dollars in the bank and money's really not an issue. And she's, her love language is gifts. And so this is a perfect fit. Sometimes people, it's a financial burden and to have that expectation placed on them is really a difficult pill to swallow because they can't afford it. Yeah. You know, and going into a blended family or being in a blended family, I think a lot of people can relate. Like, at some point in time, like, you have to just kind of let go of the fact that some of these kids are my kids and some of these kids are your kids, and you need to be able to just provide for all of them. At least that's the the, the standpoint that I, I've gotten to, where it's like, I don't look at it like, oh, I've got to go buy her kids dinner, you know? I'm just going to buy my kids dinner. Um, it kind of just becomes an us thing. And I think that's why you and I have had a real easy time just not completely combining finances, you know? Uh, we've talked about it in some other episodes, but we don't have 100% joint finances in our house. Um, we both have our own bank accounts. We both make our own money, but our daily things are pretty divided and there's things like dinners and lunches that isn't set like where I pay for it all the time or you pay for it all the time. You know, it's kind of like, Hey, I'll pick this one up today. Okay. I'll pick this one up today. You know? And we kind of like, you know, just blended anyways, we share a lot of that and it just kind of blends as it goes. So now what seven, eight, 12 years in whatever we are now, (laughs) Years in, I couldn't tell you if I've paid for five things or 5,000 things and kind of with you too. I'm not sure if you've paid for five things or 5,000 things. I know we both paid for a lot. I've paid for a lot. You've paid for a lot. But our finances have, in a way, become blended, you know. But not with our kids. I feel like. No? No. I don't. You don't pay for my kids' extracurricular activities. Oh, not stuff. Like, I don't yeah. pay for your kids' extracurricular activities. No, but you know what? If my kid wanted so, to play something, or vice versa, your kids wanted or needed something, both of us would step up to it. It's just because we don't have the need. Like mm-hmm. I don't need you to pay for, you know, my kids' hockey. You don't need me to pay for your kids' dance, or you know, or whatever. But mm-hmm. if if came a day, I'm like, hey. He really wants to play hockey. I don't have the money. You'd so quickly just step up and be like, well, I'll take care of it. 
you know, and, and that's just how it is. Like we are blended that way, but we also take responsibility for our own end of the things too. So it's not. Yeah. I just feel like, um, in our situation too, like I don't, it's, it's, it's really hard too when you have two sets of kids and two separate custody agreements and what's in there. Like, um, some custody agreements say one parent pays for everything and the other parent doesn't have to. Some custody agreements say, you know, everything is split down the middle. And so how we run our family is like, like, yes, food and household expenses, you know, is usually whatever. But when it comes to like medical bills, um, when it comes to extracurricular activities, things like that, we kind of take care of our own children in that regard. And um, for me, like, I won't speak for you because that's not my job, but for me, like, I I, I couldn't afford to shoulder everyone's expenses on one budget, right? Like, I, I don't think it's, and that's just my personal opinion because we do make our own money. I'm not a stay at home mom at this point. Um, so I don't think it would be, it, I couldn't, I couldn't have, if I'm working and I'm providing, I couldn't have Eric pay for all my kids stuff. I'm just not built that way. I take pride in being able to provide for my kids, you know, and I don't have any expectation for him to take care of all of my kids extra stuff. Um, I don't, you know, so it works for us that I take two, he takes two and that's kind of split evenly down the middle. And then we deal with our exes and finances and that regard on our own. And it's just easier. It's cleaner. There's not a lot of room for fighting or arguments. And, um, that works for us. That's what we do. Um, I think it'd be really hard to enter a blended family and be a stay at home mom and be solely dependent on, I would love to know how that gets worked out. And if you ever feel like a burden, like if you feel like your kids, you know, hopefully your husband or wife, if you're a stay at home dad and, and your wife is providing all the finances, like how does that work? How do you guys, do you guys ever get into, like, do you ever feel bad? Do you ever feel resentful for having to foot the bill for think, everyone? Do you feel that, guilty think, for having that burden? Like, I think that, you know, that situation could work out fine too, though. Some men, like to provide like that, you know, um, you are just a very strong woman in the fact that you, um, you're just very business oriented. And, you know, I know that it's, it's kind of a pride thing, you know, but there are some women that can play that role really well. And there are some men that can play that role really well. And it can work out. Like I said, you know, there's so many ways to skin a cat. But yes, you have to figure out what works for your, your family. Like truly it's very individual and figure that out ahead of time, you know, and if things start to change or things go differently, you know, than what you've planned on, like you have to be willing in any relationship, in any marriage. I mean, I could, you know, have an accident tomorrow and not be able to work again for the rest of my life. And you would have to figure out some way to support me and vice versa. There could be something that happens and I would have to figure out a way to completely support you and your kids. When you get married, when you step into marriage, that is one of the commitments or roles that if something comes along, you have to be willing to take on, you know? Yeah. And other, otherwise, you know, like, who are you really living for? Are you just living for yourself and this is just your cohabitator? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like you no. have to be able to do that. You, yeah, I totally agree. And when there's a need, you need to be, if, if there's a need, a true need, and you are able to fulfill that need, whether it's financially or something else, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's your job to step up and do that. You know, that's what you're signing up for. Um, but I, mm, mm, I really have a hard time when people try to be like, our blended family is like a regular family. And the, the matter of the fact is, is that when you have his and her kids, you have his and her kids. And that's really offensive to people because everyone's like, they're ours. And it's like, they're not though, because they have uh, uh, another biological parent over here 
that has equal say and that's actually their kid and you know I mean there are cases where the other parents are in the picture and you have sole custody and then you can join as a family unit more like it was a natural family unit from the start but I think we need to be okay with sitting like it is what it is and this is our family and we have his and her kids and I don't think there should be shame for that no but I I don't think there should be shame for like it being what it is yeah, and but I making, think you trying into, to make it something it's not. Yeah, but I think you read into that saying a little too much and, like, take too much heart in it, you know? What saying is that? Our kids, you know? Because when people ask me, or if I'm telling people I have kids, I always tell people I have four kids, you know? Two biological, or one biological, one I've raised Exactly. Since. You go, you say, I have four kids, and then you go, one's biological. No, I don't always break it down, though. Sometimes most I do. Most of the time you do. Okay. So I'm just with say- me most of the time. No, but really, like, I tell everyone that I have four kids. Whether it gets explained or not is case by case, but I always have four kids. And the reason I have four kids is because I am raising, I am influencing, and I am fathering four kids now biologically or not biologically they are still my responsibility in some way shape or form at least 50 percent of their childhood yeah so therefore i mean i take ownership of them you know i take ownership of what they do and how they're shaping up and their behavior now if your kid grows up to be just a total brat hole i have to take some ownership of that because my influence and my whatever I've put out on your kid has not affected your kid in the way that it should have. Like I have to take some responsibility of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So therefore, I don't, you know, I guess, I guess we have different. We do, but like, I just, I see that we live at, we live it out differently than that. You know, financially uh-huh. we live it out like, you know, partially we have but we have to we have so many kids going so many places and we're not even that big of a blended family there's a blended families way larger than ours but let me tell you like we often are divide and conquer like me with my kids you with your kids and you know it is very that's how we live it out right now Yeah, because that's the way that it's put it's put on us on a day-to-day basis but you know I think about it like given the opportunity I will I will spend just as much time with your kids and do the same things. I mean, you were working with your daughter the other day on a project that she had to do. Your son wanted to do something. You didn't have time to do it. So I round him up. I said, "Let's go do this." You know, we're there. He wants to put money down, doesn't have enough with them. I'm like, "Look, I'll pay the rest of this." And he's like, "Well, I'll pay you back." I'm like, I wouldn't do that for my biological kid. I'm not doing that for you, you know, and explain that to him. Like, I think giving the the circumstances and the chances, you know, I, I don't think that we're so far off, yeah. you know, and, and I only say this because I know you're the same way. Like, you're not going to go buy your kid something. And then if my kid's like, man, I really want that too. You're not the person that's going to be like, well, you know, you're going to need to earn it and pay for it. It's just the opportunities aren't there as much as you might see them in other situations. Yeah, I just feel like, I guess my point, I agree, but I just think that people need to be okay with the family that they are and stop trying to be perfect or stop trying to fit into some picture frame of what they think they should be and start embracing that what is it's our next thing? Why does Blended it family picture frames? Yeah, but why does it have to be like I know everyone can be better and you can communicate more and you can get more on the same page and stuff, but you know, I don't like. I just I don't love trying to make something it's not or no, putting a facade it. on something like making it seem like it's something it's not. No, you know, I just feel like you have a your your own unique blended family with your own issues, with your own custody arrangements and battles with your exes and co-parenting styles and parenting styles. And, you know, you have to really embrace who you are as a family and figure out how to make who you are as a family better. Not go be like this family over here, but really embrace your qualities and work on your mistakes and work on your grievances and work on your battles 
you know, and, and celebrate your wins and celebrate what makes your own families unique and stop trying to be like if whatever perfect blended family you think is out there. Um, and I think everyone would be a lot happier and a lot more real about who they are and embracing that. Yeah. Anyway, which, I'm on my little which, soapbox. Which, which takes us on to the next subject. <laughs> Should you reconsider marriage <laughs> uh, or remarriage? Sorry. Yes. If your I'm just kidding. child or children don't like your fiance, mm. what if they threaten to no longer live with you? Now, did that come in from someone or how? Because I'm like, if my kid threatened not to live with me, I'm like, well, you know, you're 13. Like, good luck, right? They don't have a they don't have a choice at that point. But if we're talking like 17, 18, 19, 20 year old, well, kind of whatever. But getting it, you know, digging into that a little bit deeper, if your kids don't like your fiance or your spouse, like there's there's kind of two edges to that sword. Like one, like, okay, like not your spouse, not your problem. The other part is like, is there a legitimate reason why my kid doesn't like my spouse or my fiance? Like do my, does my kid or children have legitimate reasons not to like the other person? And if it's just because they're being, again, little brat holes, like, okay, well then tough luck. Like you're going to grow up and hopefully one day move out of here. But if they have a legitimate reason, like this person's just one of Julie's favorite words, you know, or um, they're just not a good person, you know, usually you can sense that deep down inside and you know better. Um, But we have people waving on Instagram. I'm waving back to them. (laughs) Yeah, I think that you have to realize that kids break up a lot of marriages. because they can make your life miserable. And that is the reality of it. And you can dismiss your kids and you can tell them, oh, well, this is my life. You go sit in the corner and deal with it. Um, But life is just, you know, whatever you decide to do, if you marry someone knowing your kids hate them, that is your cross to bear. You know, really, there's going to be consequences to that. Now, is it something you can live with? I don't know. You, you know your kids and you know their capabilities and you know if they can manipulate a situation and how bad can they make your life. You know your children. Um, and I think kids are just master manipulators. I've always said that because they have to be. You know, they, they have to vie for attention. They, they want to be heard. They're very protective of their parents, you know. So even if they don't understand what you're fighting with your spouse about, they aut- automatically feel like their your their dad their mom or dad is wronged because they're in an argument upstairs or downstairs or whatever. I see that quite a bit in our household actually. Both our boys kind of have that like draw to one of us. If you and I are in not even in an argument, if we're in a deep conversation, my son draws to me, your son draws to you. I've noticed that like a lot in the last like couple months. You know, like we cannot be in a fight, but you and I when we um, when we talk have a difference of opinion, yeah, there you go. When we do that, like the kids draw to us, like both the boys, like crazy. Yeah, it's the really interesting. Like, Whatever. Well, it's interesting. My son has never really been that protective of me. This last two months, he's very, very has decided to be protective of me, and I haven't experienced that with him before. So I'm kind of trying to learn how. to what to do with that um because that's that's it's difficult while it's lovely and I'm so grateful that our kids love us so much because our kids love us so much it also it's 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 hard it's a hard place to be in when your kids are not happy with the way you're talking you know you're being talked to or what's being said and you know, you're already unhappy with what's being said and what's being talked about and to have your child egg that on just makes it a little bit worse, even though it comes from a good place. And I think as the kids get older, they just are more in tune to adult conversations and things don't go over their head as much. And I think that's what a, a big part of it. Um, but I have to go back. Somebody asked, can we go back real quick to yeah. the finance thing? Yeah. I guess I didn't 
make it clear. So let me make it clear that the stepdaughter asked for the stepmom to pay money didn't go to dad. Oh, okay, okay. I kind of got see? caught up on that too. I just rolled. So I feel like I need to. We need to address that real quick because they're not married yet. Someday, but not yet. And I think that's an awkward position to be put in. I think that it's a really sweet thing that you know your stepdaughter can. It's a sweet thing that your stepdaughter feels comfortable enough to ask that of you. Um, but I think what I would have said in that moment, be like, oh, let me ask your dad. Or like, I would have been, I would have been like, oh, well, let's talk to your dad about that. Or I would have brought in the, uh, the parent into that conversation. Um, because you also, it's not a bad thing. You know, you kids also learn to get things from different parents that they want. And if you're not married and it's not your child biologically, um, and you're not happy just to fork over money for whatever reason, which is totally fine, you know, um, I don't think anyone's required to or would expect that. But I think I would just always direct the conversation to be like, let's check with dad, let's talk to your dad about that. Or you can even say like, oh, let your parents work it out. Let mom and dad work it out. You know, but I can't wait for this event. It's going to be so fun. Um, something like that. But I don't think that any, I don't, I mean, if somebody's with you because you're going to pay for their kid, that's not this situation. But if it were, run. Right? Like, if that was an expectation, like if people truly expected you to foot the bill for their kid before, you, I mean, before you're married, before you're engaged, um, if you want to do that, that's a wonderful thing. But if that's an expectation that's put on you and you feel that expectation, I personally don't think that's right. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Yeah, no. If you, I mean, you, you can feel if anything's not right, if something's not the way it should be. You can feel it. Like, take a step back. Look at it, you know? Yeah. But I would just, I would just always direct it back to the appropriate people. In a lighthearted, not mean, not like just a kind of like it doesn't bother me. Like, oh, yeah, let's let's put this piece of laundry in the drawer. You know, <laughs> you don't have to yell about putting the laundry like you should have put that laundry in the drawer. You know, you can just let's do this. You're crushing the time here, man. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> so even okay. So what if your kids threaten though? So you, you there's the the marriage thing with before. If your kids hate your fiance, should you get married? That's a very, that's like, I guess, ultimately your choice, but understand that kids really affect marriage, especially in a blended family. And they will continue to. Forever. Forever. And they grow up, you know, they get, when they're teenagers, they get a whole new personality and moods. And that affects your marriage because what was fine when they, they love you when you're, they love your, they love their step parent when they're little or their parent when they're little and then they hit teenagehood and then they're like, I know everything. I hate everyone. And, you know, they're going through their own issues and it, it, it affects everything. So I would you that's something you really have to consider. And what if your kid also says, if you marry this person, I'm moving out like I'm going to go live with my other parents. Again, like look at the situation and figure out, like, is it a valid reason or are they just being stubborn, manipulative, controlling yeah, but like seriously, like let's, you know, let's take ourselves. Like, if your son right. found out we were getting married, yeah, and was like, "I'm gonna go live with mom, and I'm not living with you if you do this," and he was serious, yeah, like whatever his reasons are, no, are his then I reasons. need to step up as a dad, and I need to talk with him and be like, "What are your reasons? Are they valid reasons? And if so, like, let's work on what they are. Is this truly a deal breaker for our relationship?" Or is my kid just having some type of little episode? Okay, but regardless, if he did that, right. would you still want to get married to anyone if your kid wasn't going to be a part of your life? No, you're not hearing me. Like, you can't let your con your kid completely control you. Like, there's got to be a reason. So, if you're happy with the person you're marrying, and you're confident that they are the person you should be marrying, and... You can see yourself living with them, being with them forever. You know that they are an asset to your life and your children's life. They are only going to make it better. 
then it's within your kid that you have the problem with, that you need to work it out. So don't let that affect your relationship if it's going to be a great relationship. Does that make so sense? So even if they aren't going to live with you guys, get married still. Yeah, if it's if it's a problem your kid has and it's not a problem with your spouse, yeah, your kid is going to come back around, you know, and at the end of the day, you are the parent. It is your job to get to the bottom of things with them, and if they're wrong about this, if the kid's just being, again, the word of the night, brat hole, like, you need to figure that out and get them with the program. Be like, look, okay, like, we're going to figure this out, and... Either you're going to live with us or you're not. But if they're little, if they're young, like they kind of don't have a say, you know, they'll come around eventually. They're children. That's true. But teenagers do. Yeah. But teenagers are teenagers. If you're remarrying when you have like a 15 year old, 16 year old, you know, and they do have a say, I think for a lot of people, it would make parents, biological parents take pause and it should. I'm not saying it's easy. I would, I would, it would be. You know, it would be everything but nice. Well, and I think that those would be the times, too, where maybe you hold off on getting married. You know, you 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 try that. Like, you try waiting it out a little bit. I mean, not forever, but you're like, okay, we'll spend some time yeah, that's working your, on it. Yeah, but that's letting your kids control your life. That's letting your kids control your situation. You know, like, if you know that you are with someone who you're supposed to be with, and again, like, nothing but good here, you know, like, oh, well, if your kid's 15, 16, 17 years old, like, okay, like you need to move out in a year or two anyways, you know, hopefully I've prepared you to do that. And we can then figure this out when you realize life is hard and you want to do it with someone that you care about and you want to do it with someone that loves you as much as, hang on, hang on. I gotta, I gotta, I think I got one for that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you must love me exactly as I love you. Like you want someone who's going to love you as much as you love them. And if your kid's going to stand in the way of that, like is your kid being loving? You know, like, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> you don't have to like what I say, but I'm not going to let I'm my, not my kid I'm liking or disliking. Control. I'm listening. Yeah. Have, Which is also kind of, it's one of the reasons like my kid and I get into argument sometimes like he's very bullheaded about things sometimes as am I but I'm not gonna let him walk all over me there's some situations and some arguments and some battles I'm just like I'm not dealing with this but at the end of the day I'm not like you're gonna control my life you're gonna control my relationships like good luck kid you know and sometimes he learns the hard way but it's part of parenting yeah so but you all and I I think that bio parents also really have to consider how step parents feel when the kids are not a fan. So I think that's an open dialogue that's important to have in your blended family marriage because I think stepkids, it's natural. I did it as a stepkid myself. You know, you love, hate your step parents. They annoy you. They're, they're not your parent. They are treating your you know, you're, you're, they're not treating their, their mom or dad the way they think that they should be treated. And they don't, they're ignorant, right? They don't know what's being said or what's gone on behind, you know, kids don't know anything, but they think they have it all figured out and they have all their opinions. And I think it's a good dialogue to have in your marriage, just to check in with the step parent in the house. Um, just to be like, Hey, I know this is really hard. I know it's really hard not to be liked all the time and unjustly liked all the time. I think uh, step parents oftentimes are unjustly liked. We're the scapegoat, you know, um, the bio parents never do anything wrong. It's always our fault. We're always the bad guy. You know, we're not on the pedestal and, and it's in pedestal and pedestal. it's whatever, you know, but word. it's, it's not, it's not on an even playing field in the house. And I think that that's a loving conversation to have in a marriage, just to acknowledge that and to thank your step, the step parent in the house, your spouse for being there and showing up even when it's hard. We don't show enough gratitude and, you know, we don't give the proper love due, you know, we also are always like step parents. Anyway, I just think step parents could use a little bit more, 
love in the home. I know that I wish I could go back to my step parents and, you know, I, I had my own opinions about my own step parents and that, you know, as an adult and as a step parent myself, I have, I'm like, dang it, that was a really hard job, you know, and I didn't know what I was talking about and I didn't have a basis for all of my negative opinions because those were very adult things that were going on that I really didn't know anything about. So can we tackle one more? You want to save it for next time? No, FaceTiming your kids. When they're away at the other parent's house, uh, letting them see the inside of your home or having um, inside of your home, good idea, breach of privacy. Um, so we had someone write in because she was said, listen, like my husband and I were FaceTiming my stepson. Yeah. And while we were FaceTiming my stepson, they were, the stepson was in the other home. Yeah. In his, um, somewhere in the home, there was a, Probably the size she describes of like the TV behind us. So yeah. what size is this? Like 40 something inches. A huge blow up family picture of their own fa- their old family. Oh, like what? Yes. So that's odd. They're fa- yes. So they're FaceTiming and behind stepson is a picture of like her spouse yeah. Like their old family unit. Okay, now is that a big blown up picture at that of that family's house of that where that kid's at now? Is he remarried or they are? She so remarried? yes, what? mom is remarried. It's very odd, that and is... she was like, but it really bugged her. It was just like, well, kind of like she, that name uh, thing. <laughs> she understands she has no power. She understands there's nothing she can do about it. It's this woman's house. She can put whatever she wants in it, but like. I'm all, so don't, like, it would be better for you not to know that, right? Like, it's just just a little thorn in your side. Yeah, but on the flip side, like, I'm like, my kid and I, you know, like, actually, and my kids um, all FaceTime each other, not all the time, but quite often, you know? And I'm like, if you have something in your house that you're ashamed of or need to hide or, I mean, yeah, it could be breach of privacy but I'm also like, this is where your kids live. Like, do I care if your kids get on FaceTime with their dad at the other house and they're here? It's not like they're walking around showing things, but I mean, you're going to see stuff like whatever, you know, I'm not ashamed of anything that we have in our household. No, I don't think it's about being ashamed. I think it's more of like, I think it's more of just protecting privacy. Like so here's, if you wanted your ex in your home, invite them over yeah but it's not about your ex and it's not about you it's about your kids keeping like contact with their yeah but exes are also really nosy and want to see what i'm sure everyone's fact finding a little bit okay but you know what okay so here's how you fix that just real quickly before we go the way to fix that is okay if you're gonna you know you don't take facetiming away from your kids if they're allowed to facetime any other time and you would also like the courtesy when you FaceTime your mom or your dad, you do it in your bedroom. Okay. That's your time. That's your place. You FaceTime in the bedroom, you know, and maybe you tell them and, and look, you know, when you're at their house too, you know, just FaceTime me when you're in the bedroom or, or go outside, you know, and just set a, just a basic rule for something like that. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think it's wrong. Like, your home is an intimate place, right? You don't let strangers in the street off, you know, in your home. Like, it's it's perfectly fine for people to feel like their home is an intimate setting. And, you know, to want that to remain that way, that's fine. I think that's an excellent, excellent, like, don't take it away, but maybe confine it to, yeah, an area Give that's a, a safe space where you don't care what's seen. You know, like, if that's an issue for you in your home, um, but I do, you know, it can be kind of odd. And if there's a family picture up in a bedroom, um, we actually podcasted on this a while ago about pictures and old things being left around and things like that. Um, if kids have pictures of their family together, yeah, it sucks to see all the time, but whatever, I guess. But that's your kids. Yeah, that's your kids, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. If you're, you know. Stop, like, we need to stop being so sensitive about some things. You know, like your kids have picture of mom and dad together. Like it would not, it would not offend me if your kids had pictures of you 
and your ex together, you know, with them or something like that's part of your history. Like that's okay. You know, now do I want it blown up and put on the, the wall? Like, nah, I don't love that. But what about a little picture in the hall? Not in the hall. No, not in the household. Not as, you know. Only in their rooms. In their room. It's theirs, you know. Like, give them some sense of belonging and some ownership and, you know, let them make a little bit of decisions there for stuff that's good. Anyways. We'll get to gratitude a different time. (laughs) We'll get to gratitude a different time. I would have some gratitude if someone would have subscribed tonight (laughs) because we had something special. But that's all right. I mean, maybe if you're watching this and it's not live. You'll subscribe next Thursday when we Is are Does it live. only happen when it's live? Yeah. So it doesn't happen. It's, I guess it no. wouldn't happen when you're not. Yeah. No. All it's right. fun, though. It's just a little It's just a little surprise. Okay. So, anyways, if you guys enjoyed this, subscribe. <laughs> Hit that thumbs up button. If you're listening yeah. to us on podcast, please give us a good review, a thumbs up, a star, whatever it is that you're listening on. Yeah. Can Reach we? out and find us on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Join our support group. We just appreciate everyone being here. We're having a lot of fun with this, and we're excited to hear that a lot of you guys are getting good information, and we're getting good feedback from you guys. So let's keep it up, and let's keep blending our families. Bye, you guys. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.